section twenty four of birds and nature volume twelve number four november nineteen o two recorded for librivox dot org by betty b Comte. when winter with its blasting icy hand has touched every green thing exposed to its wantonness and thanksgiving christmas new year's and other feast days call loudly for the festive greenery with which to adorn churches halls and dwellings longing eyes are turned towards the southland where king winter's sceptre is unknown and green things flourish the year around a walk through the dark hummock woods so dark that owls overhead hoot at one in the daytime holds the naturalist and the florist spellbound the numerous varieties of chirping and twittering birds the many-hued spiders lizards bugs and beetles and yes the wriggling snakes with now and then the sounds of snarling coons or possums the scream of a wild cat or the dashing by of the deer suddenly aroused from his noon siesta all this makes the naturalist feel as though he has entered into an enchanted land but he who loves the green things growing more than the things flying creeping or snarling will feast his eyes on the ever-varying verdure tall palmettos wide-spreading oaks orchids trailing vines and festooning mosses sweeping the greener mosses beneath ferns lilies but twould fill a volume to enumerate the many beauties which meet the eye at even a single glance each plant and flower in itself being worthy of a chapter there is one plant which especially attracts our attention and admiration and this plant is one of the prettiest and most useful of the greeneries used for decorations in the far north in winter it is called variously comte kunti starch root or indian bread the two latter names are due to its large bulbous root which when grated makes a good starch and which was also made by the primitive indians into ash cake or bread as indians knew bread it is fern-like but unlike most ferns it is of a sturdy independent growth bearing handling as well as cedar yet with all the graceful pliancy of the more tender ferns its stems grow two or three feet long the fronds on each side of the stem being three or four inches in length and of a glossy dark green color from one to two dozen such stems put out from a single stalk growing up into the most graceful curves seeds deep crimson in color and of the size of a chestnut form in the center of the plant and so compactly as to present one continuous bulbous form the size and shape of a round quart bottle with part of its neck broken off this crimson seed form surrounded by the dark green foliage is of itself a pretty curiosity more novel than a flower the reason why it is especially valued for decorations is because it can be had at all seasons of the year and retains its verdure for several weeks even after it has been shipped long distances many of these plants cut close to the ground have been shipped from florida to canada and have retained their fresh glossy appearance for two months even without placing the stems in water using them for motto work they will last two or three weeks and this is but one of florida's novelties in plant life mary stratner end of section twenty four this recording is in the public domain